Hola, Americanos. You have found it. It is the Loftus Party. We got a great one. We got a, it, there's so much going on. I just want to get started. I'm Michael Loftus. We're joined once again by the OGLG, the original gangsta lib- Liberty Gypsy, uh, broadcasting from the Freedom Bunker, located somewhere uh, east of Juarez. <laughs> east of Juarez. Far, it's, far east of Juarez. Right? But it, right? it's true. You are mm-hmm. east of Juarez. Yes, that is not a lie. <laughs> we don't want to give away your location. No. We got uh, Stacy with us in your Twitter handle. Let's just get that out of the gate. Oh, sure. My Twitter handle is at Scott's Fire, and you will see me ranting there frequently. That's a good one. That's a good one. Lots of good stuff there. And uh, and here's mine, at, uh, at Flipside Loftus. At Flipside Loftus on Twitter. If you're if you're over at Mike Loftus Comic, uh, you're probably getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> but, that Mike uh, Loftus Comic guy, he's just not funny. Uh, well, he very rarely tweets. I found this. <laughs> I found that out to be true. So we got so much going on. I love the Twitter. I feel it's very liberating. I'm I'm addicted to it. I should be addicted to Facebook, right? That should be where my addiction lies because that's where all the people are. However, I just find Twitter to be so much more convenient. Well, it's a lot more convenient and it's pithy. It's 140 characters or less. I mean, if you literally had a story to tell, you want to tell your story on Facebook. Yeah. 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 Everyone I know who's still on – now, granted, uh, the Flipside television show, we're still very active on that Facebook. Yes. That's, that's where that's where we live. That's where we reside. Um, but so much going on, and I guess everyone I know who's spending a lot of time on Facebook, it's all just uh, political wars. It's all just battle lines being drawn, and everybody's upset, and everybody's angry, and uh, interesting times. Interesting times. I wrote about it. What did you What did you write about it? Well, a certain portion of the population, and they tend to go to the extremes anyway, is suffering from what I phrase as one of two diseases. The first is Trump derangement syndrome, which simply okay. means no matter what Donald Trump does, it does not matter. It will be wrong. Yes. 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 I yes. would say everyone in the media has Trump derangement syndrome. Everyone who identifies as a Democrat has it. Yes. TSD, TDS, TDS, and there's this portion of folks on the right that are just still there. And boy, boy, now what oh are boy. they? What What do the other people have? If 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 a bunch of people have uh, Trump derangement syndrome, the other people must have what? I call it herpes simplex, Trump stage four. Herpes simplex. See now, here's what I here now. I find this very telling. Why do you have the name of a real disease in the pro-Trump people's name? Why do you call it herpes? You know what happened is we <laughs> that actually erupted during the primary and I just kept it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I didn't coin it. <laughs> I don't remember who did, but I found it hysterical. So if it's herpes simplex Trump, uh the other one should be like um uh warts or something or gonorrhea derangement syndrome. You gotta- <laughs> I don't know. You got to throw in the real disease with the other name. I just, so, when I see deranged, I see like foaming at the mouth and I think it's an ugly word. So that's why I used it. Yeah. Yeah. So are you trying to be the the voice of reason here? I think there's a lot of us that are trying to be the voice of reason. I mean, even most of the folks that I know that were staunchly never Trump during the primary or only voted for Trump because he wasn't Hillary are just like, okay, let's take a look at this like issue by issue by issue by issue and, you know, support the right things he does and go, well, wait a minute on the things we don't like so much. That's am- like what grownups do. I'm losing my grip on being the voice of reason. I really am. There, and, and maybe I'm just behind the times. But I feel like it's just every day it's a new just media bombardment, bombardment? bombardment of half-truths, flat-out lies, and fallacies that I, I want to start swinging back. I, feel, I just feel like I'm, I'm, ready just, I'm ready to be so anti-bullshit media that I'm just going to start sticking up for Trump just to see what happens. Well, I mean, that's not too far from my stance because when I look at what's happened over the last couple of days and and 
the executive order that was put out on Friday. I will say this, D plus for timing, folks. You don't do something that complicated on a Friday. That's just not oh, a good idea. Oh, sure you do. Sure no, you do. No, you don't. Why not? Because I'll tell you, the one thing about Donald Trump, okay, is he does have some very good spokespeople. Sean Spicer's couple of press conferences. I think yeah. he, other than that first one, which was kind of like, okay, I have no idea why you just did that. But in the press conferences he has had beginning, you know, Monday of last week, he's doing a very good job. I, There's I think so too. There's things about it I like. The Skype um, seats for the people in the Midwest that can't be in D.C., you know, bringing more people into the process. I think that's an excellent idea. Um, okay. We're, we're drifting far from the subject here. Right. We're talking about I'm, the executive order. Well, but what I'm saying is with this executive order, like I said, okay, I'll support Trump when he does good things and I'll, I'll call him out when he does things that I don't agree with or don't follow my principles. What the media has actually made me do is defend the man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Muslim ban. Let's just say it. It's not a Muslim ban. It's a Neil Young song. Muslim man better keep your... <laughs> oh, my God. Muslim ban. <laughs> I wish I could play that. <laughs> yes, it's not a Muslim ban. It's not it's... a Muslim ban. Because you know who can enter the country? Muslims. Muslims from all but seven countries to include Israeli Muslims, and they do exist. Um, what the what? French Muslims, Indonesian Muslims, Egyptian Muslims. They so can Stacey, all come back and forth. You know who can't? Um, Christians. Syrian Christians. Iraqi Jews. They can't. The wacky Iraqi Jews. There's so many songs here. There's so many great little rhyming things. Now, here's here comes the rhetorical question of the podcast. Why, oh, why are they calling it a Muslim ban if it's not? It's that beautiful, beautiful thing called narrative. Exactly. Yeah. And that is why it makes me just want to scream from the rooftops. Uh, yeah, yeah, I support Donald Trump. Absolutely. Like I have, I have, I have, I have zero patience for this. Zero. Like my patience the, is the media. Really the media thin. has a res say. Oh my goodness, I'm done. Mine snapped like a rubber band a couple of days ago. But it's like just <laughs> to, to watch the media. To watch the media just encourage this. All these people who are protesting, God bless them. God, yay, protest, protest, rah, rah, rah. But, like, honestly, it's a waste of your time. Like, everything that's been done is uh, perfectly legal. These aren't, like, names that Donald Trump just grabbed out of a hat. He's going off of Obama's list of countries. Other presidents have done it. There's no new precedent here. There's nothing new under the sun. But it's just like the media just, like, poking this big, stupid bear. <laughs> that is the far left. Well, and the bear just keeps getting dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber. It's like they put the bear on acid at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the bear's been eating mushrooms and tranquilizers. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like it took all the Xanax that I want JFK. other people to take. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, I I usually uh, stay away from religion. Here's the here's the good thing about the. Uh, the executive order slash uh, or AKA Muslim ban. Here's the great thing that came out of it. And this is what I said about Trump uh, back in the early, early days when he was running. At least we're talking about illegal immigration, right? At least now we can talk about it. At least now we can talk about uh, not all terrorists are Muslims uh, or not all. Yeah, but most I, I totally screwed up that quote. What am I looking to say here? Not, not all not all Muslims, Muslims are, terrorists, are terrorists, but most uh, terrorists are Muslims. All right, what about this one kid? What about that one kid? You know what? It doesn't matter. I like that we're talking about it. I, I feel like um, uh, we can now have an open and honest discussion. Well, we can only have an open and honest discussion if the opposition party is willing to engage in the same, right? And that's the problem with having these really, really culturally entrenched narratives. Now, yes... This exact, that, that was the thing that puzzled me yesterday, honestly. Where are you getting these countries from? They're not in the order, with the exception of Syria as it relates to refugees. W where is this coming from? So you actually look up the code. Oh, 
Why, this was a law that was put into effect under the Obama administration. <laughs> yep, it's yeah. hilarious. It's completely hilarious. And the other thing that I find completely hilarious is if you read the reasoning behind the order. So these would be Donald Trump's, President Trump's contentions in making this order as part of securing the American, you know, the American border, etc. One of them is, is it's not safe for us to have people in this country who would do harm to protected groups such as, you know, um, people based on their gender, their sexuality, their, um, you know, religious status, etc. So every identity group that the left likes to, you know, claim as their own was actually in his order is saying we have to test these people not for religion but for values that tell us that they can peacefully coexist in societies with people not like them. Yes. I don't think Which, that's a bad thing. I don't think so either because – and this is just me as a armchair historian. If you look uh, at predominantly Islamic societies, other religions don't do so good. You don't no. You don't find a lot of synagogues. In uh, Muslim countries, you don't find a lot of churches. It's really it's it's not the most tolerant historically. No, not historically. And and I mean, again, let me say this: I am also a huge defender of the vast majority of Muslims in this country who are secular Muslims. Yes. Okay. I do not believe that the coworkers and friends that I have had in the past are sitting there secretly wishing someone is going to behead me. Okay, or they would not speak up. If they thought someone else was going to do harm to people in this country, you know, Ooh, like th like the Orlando shooter's wife. Exactly. You know, it. Yeah, if, they um, found out she knew. They found out she knew. Did they find her? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, they totally. They tracked her down. She was living in California. She knew. <laughs> she knew. And she said nothing. Well, I mean, these people that I've worked with, their daughters go to prom in strapless dresses. They don't wear hijab. They go to university. They marry who they want. It, you know, they're secular Muslims. Um, I also know the things that happened to some of them and their families after 9-11. You know, some of my friends who are actually of Indian origin were balled into, you know, the Muslim freakout that happened after 9-11 in some areas. Right. You know, we can't, we can't be so scared that we look at an entire population of the boogeyman the people we need to be scared of adhere to a very radical and literal interpretation of the islamic text and would like to drag us all back to the 8th century bc and i say no thank you i say and no america thank has you. a america has a long and storied tradition at looking at large groups of people, like uh, second president of the U.S. almost did it. He wanted to throw out Adams, wanted to get rid of all the French people. He's like, nope, I don't think these people have the best interest of this young country at heart. I think they're looking to take this country over for France. And he came really, really close mm -hmm. to throwing them all out. And that's where you get the uh, Aliens and Sedition Act. Boom. Thank you, Internet. And what did what did Jimmy Carter do during the Iranian hostage crisis? He said, no people, I don't know why I'm using this voice. He said, no people from Iran, you know, welcome. Bye. Yeah. And no one freaked out. It's, no one freaked uh, out. It's, it's wonderful. And I know. Was the, uh, wasn't Jimmy Carter a Democrat? What the what? And wasn't, remember uh, the last time we had, the last time we had camps? The last time we rounded people up and put <laughs> them into camps? Yeah. That was a Democrat, too. The last time we were asked to spy on our neighbors, that was a Democrat, too. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, FDR did a – hey, way to uh, way to see us through World War II, but uh, you held on to power a little bit too long, and you threw people into work camps. So don't talk to me, you wackadoodle people protesting. Boy, I'm glad I'm not at the airport today. I got a flight coming up. <clears throat> I'm heading back to Los Angeles uh, for new tapings of the Flipside television show. Yay. And I am so glad I'm not at the airport today or yesterday. I would have been livid. You see these little clips on, on YouTube and on Twitter of, of people who – like the protesters who are blocking the roads. Here's the other thing, and, and we're kind of all over the board. Actually, no, I take that back. We're doing a pretty good job of staying on task. But like these protesters in Seattle who oh, that are was stopping – who are right? These people are like Trump is Hitler. Trump's a fascist. Here comes the here comes the fascist thugs to beat us up. And then you stop a bus, 
And then here come the cops to, yes, to tackle you and to arrest you. Mm -hmm. You're making it happen. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, But it was it glorious to watch. There's a new one out today. Some guy's trying to cross the street, and the protesters are all locked arm in arm, and this dude just breaks through. And they go to swing on him, and dude defends himself. And then one little jackass tries to poke him with a big long stick, and he like knocks the stick out of his hand. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. There was a great um, short clip, you know, like short clip of video on Twitter that I swear to God I watched 10 times and just laughed myself sick. Some young protester in France had a balloon animal. Did you see this? Is this the one that got popped? She was hitting a police officer in the head with a balloon oh, animal, yeah. which, yeah. by the way, is assault. Right. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. And he bats it out of her hand. She screamed like a toddler. Yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic <laughs> clip. It's Let's, like bong, 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 pop, and then she just freaks out. It's hilarious. It's, if you haven't seen it, seriously, go look for it. But back to this whole executive order, too. Yeah. The other thing that everyone is ignoring, even people on the right who are all of a sudden, everybody has constitutional rights. No, they don't. Um, is... You all freaked out under the Obama administration because you thought they weren't doing enough. They wouldn't call Isl radical Islamic terrorism what it is, and you felt they ignored it. What Trump has specifically asked for in this documentation is a process survey streamlining the processes between the three agencies that deal with people coming into these countries. So we're all looking at the same stuff. Okay. Yeah. A database of the documents used for people to prove their identity so we're sure people aren't using the same documents and being different people. And um, an analysis that says, is this country one that keeps enough data and information about its citizens that we can safely accept them? Living here in the United States, I think there's a lot we take for granted. I can get a driver's license. I can get a passport. I have a birth certificate, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you go to Syria, if you go to Iraq, if you go to Iran, you may see some of this type of documentation in their urban centers. As you get out, it just doesn't exist. And for something as war-torn as Syria, how many public records do you think they have left if you look at what Aleppo looks like? Yeah, it's it's uh it's ridiculous. And this other this uh, and it, this is going to sound so harsh, like mm -hmm. so harsh. We we cannot be the savior of the world. We have no moral obligation to save everybody. We simply cannot do it. We're like a lifeboat. And if we try to save everybody, the lifeboat's going to get overturned. Oh, all you uh, have to like do is look Rwanda, at Germany. The, 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 the genocide in, in Rwanda. Nobody. That was horrifying. That was horrifying. That was, a that was a straight up holocaust. Mm-hmm. And like George Clooney, God bless his heart, he literally tried to get some help and let's do something, let's do something. And everybody sat uh, idly by. So uh, sorry if I don't stay up at night worrying about uh, the, the people who are at risk in some Middle Eastern country uh, that got wrecked by the previous administration. I'm very sorry. I wish it wasn't happening. I feel bad. We cannot save them all. I'm going to put on my oxygen mask first, and then I'm going to reach across the aisle and help uh, the other passengers with their uh, life mask. I mean, I think, I think when we're looking at, at pure genocide, when you look at the Yadizis, when you look at the Syrian Christians, I mean, Syrian Christians used to number 2 million. They're down to about 400,000. Yeah. And those groups can be easily vetted through their religious leaders. <laughs> Glenn Beck yeah. has been doing it for a couple of years. Say what you want to about Glenn Beck, but he has been passionate about the cause of Syrian Christians for a number of years now. Now, um, you know, so I, I think when we're seeing outright genocide, the global community should do something. It shouldn't be just the United States. But yeah. it was really funny because the problem of minority religions in those regions was not being addressed through any refugee program, not in Europe and not in the U.S. Um so I, th I think there is some responsibility when something like that is going on to help broker a solution. But the other thing I think is, why do we want all the Syrians to be somewhere else? Now, wouldn't we like some Syrians to be able to return to Syria when this is over? Because wars do end. Well, this, 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 yes. And this brings up the great question, the $60,000 question. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a, a funny, lighthearted look at the news. Mm -hmm. And it's just pretty dark today. But, like... Has Saudi Arabia taken anybody? No. 
That 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 astounds me. Like I, I neither keep has seeing Kuwait, that... neither has Egypt, neither has. I mean, as far as being accepting, and part of that has to do with, and I'll just explain it a little bit, is the various sects within the Muslim. So it's a, it's a it's a Sunni Shia thing, right? Sunni Shia Wahhabi, the, the whole the whole thing that Wahhabi. most most stable countries have a majority Muslim population of one sect, or they have a minority population sect that has become an authoritarian over the majority. And whichever one of those it is, it's stable. Well, and to upset until, that balance Saudi would be dangerous Arabia, to them. Until Saudi Arabia takes. We don't take that's my policy until Kuwait's up their their borders. We don't take anybody. Saudi Arabia, uh, Qatar, all of them, all of them. And the thing is, like, if your house burned down, if my house burned down, uh, my neighbor hopefully would be like, hey, live here uh, while you fix your house. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go. You know where I need to go? I need to go uh, to Alaska <laughs> until my house gets fixed. Well, and I think, you know, not just in terms of having real discussions about the dangers of radical Islam is what Trump has brought us. He's he's brought real discussion about what it means to immigrate to the U.S. and what it's we great. should expect of people. No, I think this is wonderful what should we should expect of people who come here. And when you look at all of the various cultures we have been able to successfully integrate from Asia, from Europe, okay, it comes down to people who are ready to embrace Western values of individual freedom, right? You don't get to tell me what to do, <laughs> unless right. you're the federal government. Um, you know, individual freedom and, you know, diversity and diversity of opinion and diversity of religion. If you can't accept those things, you are not going to be happy here. We should probably not have you come here. America is a melting pot. Mm-hmm. And we got to make sure that uh, every new immigration cube of cheese melts into the rest of the cheese. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're just adding too much cheese, and it's Absolutely. never going to melt. And I love my melting pot fondue. Oh, uh, we got what we would got we Syrian do? Syrian cheese and Mexican cheese and Colombian cheese. We got <laughs> too many cheeses. We got to let them melt. I don't want to live in a world without tacos and kung pao chicken. Me neither. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just going to so, say this out loud. Maybe a taco full of Kung Pao chicken. You know? Doesn't that all, all of a sudden sound delicious? It if does. You take like General So's chicken and put that in a taco, I think we might have just invented something. With some Asian slaw. I'm not a slaw guy. I can't do Not even slaw. Asian slaw? No. No. Wow. There's just something. I feel like I'm being tricked. Like every time. <laughs> every time. So you probably don't eat German potato me- salad either. Like, no, potato salad, I'm down with potato salad. <laughs> German potato salad? Sure, sure. Oh, okay. My my brother's uh, wife is of uh, Germanic descent, and she mm-hmm. makes a killer German potato salad. I feel, but even like with, uh, honestly, now that I think about it as I'm saying it, I feel like I'm getting ripped off a little bit with potato salad. Like <laughs> potato salad, like, like, no, a potato is like uh, two cents. Mm-hmm. And then you you chop it up and you throw in some celery and a dollop of mayonnaise and you call it potato salad and you charge me a dollar twenty five. Screw you! <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're getting ripped off. You're not. I, I get am. it now. I get it now. I thought you meant like you felt misled by Asian coleslaw because you expected it to taste one way and it tasted another way, which is Here's why gonna, I brought up the German this is potato get salad. Really racist. This is going to get really racist. I feel like I'm getting ripped off with every Asian dish. It is very rare. Like I, I have, there's a list of Chinese restaurants that I like, and, and I can count them on one hand where they're really? not incredibly misleading. It's horrible when you go into a, a Chinese restaurant or a, in the Thai. Those those people are big time menu liars, right? You order, oh. uh, they are. You order some chicken dish, and it comes with fucking three pieces of chicken and watercress and celery and scallions and and carrots and all this other crap it's like you didn't even list that on the ingredients like if you're calling something general so's chicken chicken should be the main ingredient you can't just like go ooh look there's a bunch of carrots and celery and scallions and watercress and eggplant and blah ooh and look if you look closely there's one piece of chicken that's not what i ever had that issue oh my god i i have it all the time i have it all the time. And then they'll go, ooh, this is spicy. This is spicy. And it's never spicy. It's never spicy. People are like, ooh, be careful. This one's spicy. It's never spicy. You know and what while... you do with those people? What? 
You take him to an Indian restaurant and order him a lamb vindaloo hot. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and other, like, I was on a, a writing staff recently uh, when I was working on the Charlie Sheen show, Anger Management. And these people uh, on the writing staff, they're like, oh, we shouldn't get Indian food. Loftus won't like it. It was like a Life cereal commercial. And I love Indian. I love Indian So food. do I. It is because they don't lie. When an Indian no. dude tells you it's going to be spicy, uh, hold on to your buttholes. It's going to be <laughs> spicy. But basically, yes. it's like it's chicken and potatoes. When you order tandoori chicken, the number one ingredient is chicken. And it's the coolest color in the world. And here's the one I can't believe still, and, I, and I'm take a lot. And I used to do a bit in my stand-up about this. Like sushi, I cannot believe that this still is popular. It's one of those things where I could have sworn it was a fad. I could have sworn it was just a, a shitty, like, early 90s fad. And how it hangs on is just beyond me. That people are paying <laughs> top dollar for some shit fish that has not even been cooked. Like, that is the ultimate joke. That is the ultimate. I don't feel here. I don't feel bad about dropping atomic bombs on them anymore because <laughs> because they're charging way too much. Like, hey, what if we took some raw fish and wrapped it in some shit that washed up on the beach? <laughs> like, it's literally raw fish wrapped in seaweed. <laughs> And people, like, oh, I'll give you fifty dollars for that. Are, are you high? And then <laughs> they might like, oh. be. Then they're like, oh, you gotta try it with with the wasabi. And it's like this green shit paste that's that's so spicy. You can't taste anything. Why don't you just eat a box of crayons and dip it in hot mustard? Like. <laughs> What are you doing? Like, it doesn't make you cool. It makes you an idiot. It makes you a moron. So, um, like, when when we go to D.C. for a conference that we shall not name until the next podcast, yeah. um, I should not suggest we go out for sushi. No, no. I don't eat I will, it either, I will, so. I will mock people relentlessly. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the President of the United States. I will just mock him to his face. I can't believe you're eating that. Seriously. Oh, my God. I, like, I have no patience for the sushi eaters. Like I, <laughs> and uh, oh, oh my gosh! What I can't I'm remember. I'm the only what I was one in my family that doesn't eat it. Why? Why do people eat that food? I don't know. It's I actually worked in a Japanese restaurant, a sushi restaurant, when I lived in California. Yeah. And um, one of the gypsy stops. And, That's what uh, I was just about to say. I'm glad you beat me to it. It was required that I try various stuff. And, I mean, I was, like, fine with the teriyaki chicken, the tempura. I mean, that's cooked. That's Fried is always good, right? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Even the, uh, what do you call it, the grill there, the the grill where they put it out in front of you and they do all the demonstration cooking and chopping Oh, like the meat. Japanese Hibachi. steakhouse. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. They would make me eat raw fish. Like, here, nope. try this today. Try this today. It was like a condition of the job. So me, being the age I was, um, on one particular Friday night, I had a bit much to drink. Um, good. You know, having a good time, this, that, and the other thing. I was not feeling well the next morning. Do you know what those jerks had me try the next morning because it was a special? Oh, the eel. Baby octopus. The See, whole now, thing. No. The whole thing. No. The whole nope. thing. I said, I can't, I can't, I can't. Literally, dude pops it in my mouth and covers my mouth with his hand. Oh. I went and got so sick in the bathroom. Just the idea of a squid inside your, ugh. Oh, like a that's whole very one. good. That's so tasty. No, it that's wasn't. $25 was a roll. Here, try not this. at all. This is a blowfish butthole. It's a delicacy. <laughs> We don't even wash. You, you can tell Americans the butthole. anything is a delicacy. Oh, my God. Well, and I tell you, we had uh, Pete Corriale on the show last week. He's reading a, a book about North Korea. And do you know there's no more frogs? He was telling me this last week. There's no more frogs in North Korea. They have eaten them all. Okay, here's what I hate. Gotcha. Oh, try a frog leg. It tastes like chicken. No, I'll eat chicken. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's pretty much where I'm going with that one. Yeah. And you know, I've eaten so bear, I've that. eaten boar, I've eaten alligator, I've eaten antelope, I eat deer on a regular basis. I'm not eating a frog. I'm just not going to do it. 
And I hate it. I hate it. And this is this is so glad. I'm glad you brought this up. This this brings up an old joke. I, I can't believe I forgot. I totally forgot this joke. People go, oh, uh, oh, just just try it. Just try it. And if you don't like it, you'll never have to do it again. Just try it. If you don't like it, I won't ask you to do it again. Just try it. If you don't like it, I'll never ask you to do it again. I wish I could do that with sex. Just suck it. And if you don't like it, you'll never have to do it again. Just put your mouth on it. That was the joke. See, but you're laughing. That was like the second. That was like the second year of me doing stand up. Oh wow! Good times. Just good times. Just suck it, and if you don't like it, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Okay. Because when you Uh, were first going on and on before you got to the end, I was going to say that's what people tell me about grits. Oh, you know what? (laughs) Now have have you ever tried grits? I have tried. I've lived in Savannah, Georgia. I now live in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, I have tried grits in every conceivable fashion, and I think it goes back to this. I was an oatmeal kind of kid. I liked my Quaker oats. One of my yeah. grandmothers always fed me cream of wheat, and I hated it. And yes. that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. My wife is a huge uh, grits fan. Ugh. She loves them. She loves them. Uh, I am not. Grits, now, here's, polenta, here's a- ugh, mushy food. My uh, my wife loves grits. Uh, we're big Quaker Oats people. Now, many, many moons ago, before I met my wife, I dated a girl who was a Quaker. Like an and actual that, Quaker? Yeah, straight up Quaker. You know uh, they don't have sex. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I'm telling you, that's why they died out. No, they're doing great. The Quaker population and the Amish population are growing by leaps and bounds. Maybe Nobody... they, maybe they changed their rules, but like I used to live near the original Quaker homestead in upstate New York, and yeah, pretty much that they died out because they didn't have sex. Oh well, don't tell that to the girl that I used to bang on a regular basis. <laughs> 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 but here's the Quaker joke about the the Quaker oatmeal guy, because uh, he was a Quaker, and you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to go out and sell stuff, and you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So the big Quaker joke was the Quakers went to Pennsylvania to do well, and some of them did very well. Ooh, that was a that was a racy Quaker joke. There you go. I don't know too However, many yeah. racy Quakers, and uh, the only Amish I know that are racy are in their Rumspringa. Yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, but I actually did some research about this uh, a few months ago. The Amish population is growing by leaps and bounds, and there's something very, 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 very appealing about it. Like I have, I've real, I've thought about it. It would be great. It would be great just to be completely disconnected from. Uh, you know, your iPhone and your laptop and your television and just be completely self-sufficient and not worry about anything. When the Great Depression came and people were just like freaking out and losing their minds, the Amish and the Quakers were doing fine. They didn't even blink. Nothing changed. You know, a sect, a, a related group to the Amish are the Mennonites, right? Yes. I did a lot of meetings in, uh, business places of business in Kansas and they like to use this Mennonite caterer you would lift the lid on the meat dish and you had no idea what it was none <laughs> like Mennonite sushi like I start to think of haggis and um, oh yeah and tongue and like various parts of certain animals put together in ways that yeah yeah they used to make these huge meatballs and you just you could What's in it, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. But you know what no, almost thank you. You, al- you know what almost made me I read this this morning and it really almost pushed me to the point that I can't defend Trump. What? He eats his steak well done. Oh, that's fine. Oh, gross. No, that's fine. That's that's awful. That's how you ruin a good steak. That's a, no, that's a personal choice. That's a personal choice. Oh I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say something like he puts ketchup on it or blah blah blah. I don't know that he doesn't. Well, <laughs> One thing he says is he loves fast food because it's not contaminated. I love that too. And that's I tell you what there's a great logic behind that. Not really. Sure there is. No. When somebody gets sick at a fast food restaurant, they flip out. They flip out and they go to great lengths to make sure it doesn't happen again. Because when, when people get sick on your food, uh, it's really, really bad for business. He loves his McDonald's. He loves yeah. his KFC. That's all good stuff. That kind Have of you makes had... you sort of a vegetarian. There's more soy. That's why they can't call it Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. There's more soy in it than chicken. 
Oh no, they don't. They didn't call it. They don't call it Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore because uh, "fried" was like a trigger word. People like "fried." That's unhealthy. So they're trying to change uh, everybody. KFC. Just call it KFC, so you don't say the word "fried" out loud. Yeah. I had some KFC a couple weeks ago, and dangity ding dong dang. Guess what? That shit is still delicious. Extra crispy. I'm sorry, but KFC is still the bomb diggity. <laughs> the best fast food chicken I ever ate is a California chain. Which was? Foster's. Foster's? Wow. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Foster's, they just, they just grow chicken. They don't sell it. No, like, no. Northern California, they have Foster's chicken. It's like KFC. They did when I I'm, lived there. I'm so glad. It just occurred to me how off the rails we've gone. Like we went... <laughs> We went from talking about a ban on uh, a, a Muslim ban to like sushi to like what's the best fried chicken. I love it. It's a super duper stream of consciousness show. <laughs> However, well, we can here watch this. Watch this. Uh, but uh, avocados are about to get more expensive, uh, Liberty Gypsy, because of the trade war coming with Mexico. See what I did there? I got us right back around. We we grow those in Texas. Yeah, we do. And people like bring on the trade war with Mexico. No. I'm I'm so no, what? What's no. going to happen? What's going to happen? No. First of all, the plan that's being proposed, the tax reform plan. Build that plan, wall. Build that wall. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. But the tax reform plan that's being proposed is that you, the American consumer, would pay a tax on all imports. You want to know how much stuff we actually don't make here? Like, no textiles. None at all. They'll have to come back. They'll have to come back. I know, but do you know how long that will take to happen? I've greenfielded manufacturing facilities to come up to capacity. No, 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 no. It's insane. To capacity? I don't care about capacity. No. Bring it back. Bring it back. You got to find some balance. Mexico needs us more than we need them. Oh, I'm not denying it, but I want my strawberries in the winter, and I want them to be two ninety nine. Well, guess what? They might go up to three twenty. You know, I don't. Do care. you remember I in love a true it. in a true trade war? And remember, this being proposed is not just Mexico; it's all imports. We don't grow well, pineapples here. I like pineapple. Um, see, I don't. Okay, I do. So okay. when you look at when you look at the whole thing. I, I just think it's going to be shocking to certain segments who really drum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just let's just get in a trade war. How much stuff we don't make here, and how much more your regular grocery bill, your regular trip to Walmart, and just the things you do every day is going to be. Well, you know what? Let's let's get there. Let's start with Mexico. Let's renegotiate NAFTA. Let's get that shit straightened out. And then uh, I'll spot you the extra 15 cents for your pineapple. But here's the thing. I want to renegotiate NAFTA. I want them to lift the tariffs on us. Trump will do it. It'll happen. That's what I'm It'll saying. I don't want to impose tariffs on other countries. I want to say – I want Trump to say to get our market, you have to stop putting a tariff on our stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's and a think- much better plan. I love it. I think that's probably what'll happen. I think it'll all be okay. And if you can build the wall Which in a we budget, can. in a budget, and this is not currently the case, without a de- deficit that does not add to our debt, I'm all for it. Go ahead. It's a it's a vanity project, but whatever. I think we're gonna save a boatload of money. I think that wall pays for I don't. itself. Just no, no, you're keeping people from coming across. BB Net and Yahoo's like, hey, I built a wall. That sucker works like a charm. Their Let's wall do one is of those. So much shorter and so much easier to patrol. You know what? They said the same thing about the railroad. They said we're crazy for trying to build a railroad. In fact, let's build a oh my gosh, let's build a wall that has a railroad on top of it. That way when uh when illegals try to cross it, like, ooh, here comes a train. <laughs> And then we can ship goods and services across our giant railroad wall. You all forget El Chapo. What about El Chapo? Did you not see that freaking tunnel? Oh, that was great. We can handle tunnels. We can handle tunnels. Yeah. We didn't handle his very well. Well, well, no, that was the Mexican uh, people who ran that prison. They didn't handle his yeah. tunnel very well. They're always going to try to tunnel on, under uh, San Diego. Here's what I just, here's, oh my gosh, life is handing me lemons and I'm making lemonade. Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus out of business, right? Mm-hmm. Where are those elephants going to go? 
I'll tell you, the wall. Oh we put the God. elephants, and they stomp around, and you have cave-ins whenever people are trying to tunnel out. <laughs> we just sprinkle a bunch of peanuts around. The elephants go up and down the wall. They patrol it. That and, hello, tourist attraction. Now we're, now we're, now we're making money. Yeah, I, I, I'm not seeing it. Um, <laughs> you, well, I'm a visionary. And then I have also... A lot of people said Walt Disney was crazy. <laughs> I have also lived in a port city. Of course been, you did when you were eight and you were first learning how to read the future. No, when I, was in, when I was in Savannah, when I was working at a, a manufacturing ghost hunter, facility. When you were a ghost hunter. No, I wasn't a ghost hunter. I had an office window that looked out on the Savannah River and saw all the container ships going by. I'm not we're saying we're just going to get container well. ships full of them. Hmm? I said I'm not saying you weren't doing well as a ghost hunter. I'm sure you had oh. an office. No, you would look at the container ships full of what? Container ships full of goods being shipped to the United States that literally get dropped on a truck that drives out of the port. Yeah. You close the border, they will go into containers, and they will come in that way because they're not well patrolled, and they can't be for logistical reasons. Um, so you're saying all you're doing is do. you're going to okay invest illegal immigration. I'm not okay with illegal immigration. I think there's other things we can do, like stop paying people to come here. Okay, I'm down with that. I, I think you know before you do the wall, let's no. cut off the bennies and see what happens. <clears throat> Oh, you do both hand in hand. But we got to build that wall. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I don't think we have to build the wall. And you know what else the Trump administration probably won't do that the Obama administration did? Lie. Well, (laughs) I'm not going to say they're not going to do that because that would, for politics, that would be asking a lot. Spin goes to lie on a very slippery slope. So. Um, but no, the Obama administration actually funded billboards in Central America where the majority of the border problem comes from, not Mexico. Um, oh, goodness gracious, yeah. Saying, oh, look, oh, look what you can get if you come to America. In Central American newspapers, the U.S. <laughs> policy regarding immigrants was published. There was so much encouragement that was funded by our own Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. It caused the influx. We're probably not going to be doing that anymore, I would think. No, and I think the uh, comic book I, – I literally have seen comic books that are available <clears throat> in Mexico when the people from uh, Central America uh, are coming up if they somehow get to Mexico and they're going to make that trip because Mexico is like you can't stay here. you got to keep it moving. They give them these comic books that are like uh, make sure you are wearing comfortable shoes. Make sure you have water. Mm-hmm. Here's the phone number of the people you want to call when you get there. Here's how you get the goods and the services. Yeah, I think that should uh, take a back seat as well. Well, maybe anyway, maybe I- here's an even better idea. If they come in here, they got to go to Canada. <laughs> oh yeah, Justin Trudeau. I keep swear. going. Justin wants you. Go, yep. go, go, go. Justin said you guys could go there. Yeah, there you go. Welcome to Quebec. Welcome to Quebec. But um, this was a very a man. Oh man, I wish I should. I knew I should have written it down when I saw it. But their economy uh, is doing quite well. The Germans, and they have because everybody's like. Here's what I keep hearing, and I know we've said it before on this show. You can do whatever you want. Robots are coming. Robots are coming, mm-hmm. and those jobs aren't coming back because the robots are coming, which they are. However, not for Germany, everything. Uh, Germany has the most uh, the advanced robotics uh-huh. and the most robotic manufacturing. Mm-hmm. However, uh, they they have a huge uh, the amount of people in the workforce. They've, they've managed to find the balance there somehow. Well. So it can be done. They have this really, really, really nifty collective bargaining structure. And I'm sorry, this is my master's degree that we don't want here. <laughs> I promise you. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying they got robots and they still have jobs. So it can be done. Not that I want to emulate exactly what they're doing. I'm just saying uh, it can be done. Well, part of their secret is you have to have consensual bargaining, so the union actually has to agree to stuff. So if you put in robots that can do more, you still can't fire people until the union agrees. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> it's not a which, huge secret. It It's just not well publicized. How about Donald Trump meeting with the union dudes the other day? You know, I had a conversation, a little Twitter conversation with one of my favorite journalists, Selena Zito, and I hope we get a chance to interview her. I really like her. Um, and she was talking about meeting with the unions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I said, 
well, lady, what do you think? We getting the Blue Dog Democrats back? She said, I'm writing a piece on that this weekend. This is exactly what happened under Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. It's wonderful. The Democratic okay. Party has moved so far left that it has abandoned a huge constituency in the working class, regardless of their color. <laughs> I, I tell you what, and, and I want to keep that on the low down. Oh, they already know it. Very, <laughs> they're doing such identity politics. It's fantastic to watch. You and didn't. I don't it, – it's like they don't realize it, and I don't want people to draw attention to it because I'm like, no, you're doing great. You're doing great. They already know. What do you mean? Do you know how I know? How? Big Politico article earlier this week. The, the Democrats went on a retreat. <laughs> Part of and? the presentation was how to talk to regular people. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, like like members of the press got a hold of the agenda, but they didn't allow the press in. There was literally things titled along the lines of how to talk to working class voters. That's great. Oh, my God, I was dying. I'm like, maybe don't go to Pennsylvania and say you're going to kill the coal industry. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, they are so far wow. out of touch. I was watching one of my favorite shows, that uh, Joy Reid show on Sundays on MSNBC, and they're talking about what the Democrats need to do. We've got to get a woman of color in charge. We've got to get a woman of color in charge. Donna Brazil's already been in charge. I know, and and I'm sitting there thinking, why? Like, why? You know who they need to put in charge of the DNC? Who? Is actually the guy that ran across uh, against Pelosi. If you look at him, he's working class, blue collar from the Rust Belt. He knows the exact people that the Democrats have abandoned. If they want to be successful, they need somebody like him, not somebody like Donna Brazil. Well, I hope they find I hope they find a uh, a Muslim woman of color who is transitioning into being a man that wants to urinate in uh, the center of Dodger Stadium on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and if we don't like it, then we're racist. That's who they need. I to think find. they're gonna. I think they're gonna end up with Ellison. Oh, that well, that'll be great too. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll great be too. Great. Okay, moving on. Oh, I just quick, wanna, quick, uh, quick, though. Go ahead. Do you know who, like, gave one of the talks about how to talk to regular people? And you'll you'll appreciate this because of where you live. Okay, who? Diane Feinstein. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's just fantastic. It gives me hope for the future. There you it go. It really gives me hope for the future because, uh, like, I, I really think – and this is why I do – this is why we do the Loftus Party – website. This is why I do the Flipside television show. This is why we do this podcast because Trump will go away. Like Trump will go away and then what? I'm always thinking about and this is what I like about libertarians and this is what I like about most conservatives is like they're thinking and then what? Right? Mm-hmm. If we do this, then what happens? I, I love it. You know, if we give away this freedom, then what happens to our freedom? If we stop doing this, how are blah 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 blah. But like I'm already thinking like what what happens after Donald Trump? I don't know I don't know who the next um up and comer is and who's going to defend the constitution and my right to uh liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So I'm I'm always in the we got to we got to try to make more conservatives. We got to make more libertarians. We got to make more freedom loving people. Well, we got to make we got to make the anti Shia LaBeouf is what we need to make. Oh my god. <laughs> that is the gift that keeps on giving. I know. It, it, like Dude, just stop. You probably shouldn't go into crowds of any kind. Like I'm uh, seriously, I'm, I'm worried about the guy. Like at first I was entertained, but now I'm I'm really starting to question uh, a lot of his choices. And I hope he's okay. I honestly, I honestly mean that. I saw Shia a few months ago mm-hmm. uh, in my neighborhood in Los Angeles. He didn't appear to be all there, and, and it, it was it was Shia, and he was. Not having a good day. I'll just say that. But this little uh, art project he's got, mm-hmm. he will not divide us. He will not divide us. Watching those girls just chant that over and over and over again, that's the commercial. For like whoever's running for president next, whoever's running for the Senate or Congress, that is the commercial. Just those two girls mindlessly chanting like uh, – remember the Moonies? Yep. So it, it was like that. It's like or they're the Manson in a cult. girls. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you the know great what thing I'm, about this, go ahead. You know what I'm breathlessly awaiting? <laughs> Your delivery from Adam and Eve. No, what? God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, the next video with the likes of Deborah Messing and Lena Dunham bemoaning this executive order and calling it a Muslim band. You know they're going to make a video. Oh, I hope so. I hope, I hope so. so, too, because I will mock it endlessly. Oh, yeah. Now, the great thing, did you see on the, the, the Shia LaBeouf uh, webcam, they're doing the chant, he will not divide us, he will not divide us, and then some kid uh, standing behind them who's also chanting, he will not divide us, he's doing like a Benny Hill salute. It's the funniest thing ever. So they're going, he will not divide us. And now in that little space between the he will not divide us, the kid goes, wee! <laughs> and so it's like, he will not divide us. Wee! He will not divide us. Wee! And he was driving them crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the guy, the, the one kid finally snaps. It's just like, shut up! Shut up! It was like watching the movie MASH, the original movie MASH, when right. Hawkeye just gets under uh, Watch's dude's skin <laughs> until he just snaps and comes across the table at him. It was that. Yep. It was great and fantastic. Frank Burns. Frank Burns. Played by Bobby Duvall. You know, the original MASH, even the, even the television show, was so awesome. Well, the first season was great. I read the book MASH. The book MASH is fantastic. I like Robert Altman's movie. Mm -hmm. And then I like, I like season one and season two of MASH. And then it just became a, a preacher machine. Right. And then it, it ceased to interest me after that. Well, it used to be great. It used to be great. It's reminiscent Ooh. of my childhood along with like all in the family. Oh, yeah. And the oh, Jeffersons, I... like radically different TV that actually worked and wasn't afraid to bring up controversial issues. All in the family. Uh, the Carol Burnett show was very mm -hmm. funny. Mary Tyler Moore. We just lost Mary. A an awesome woman who refused to be a feminist because they're crazy. You know, uh, uh, fiercely independent, and God, mm -hmm. God bless her. But like, she had her finger on the pulse of America back yep. then. I would invite everybody to look up Mary Tyler Moore and Wikipedia and her production company, uh, MTM. Mm -hmm. She just, she just knew what was what, what was clicking, and that but was we great. Like, we seriously need a new Archie Bunker or a new George Jefferson. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. To and get uh, this, I mean, these were wildly popular mainstream shows that confronted things that people didn't want to talk about. People were, uh, people will just get so triggered right now. They would get so triggered. It would, it would just, no network. They all want it, but they're just terrified of it. Just There's got to be somebody who could pull it off. I believe that. Mail the boy, they're, boy they're, they're boycotting Uber right now. What? Oh, you haven't seen this? It's they the, the hashtag has been trending because the taxi uh, because of the quote unquote Muslim ban, the taxi guys uh, went on strike at JFK. So everybody was calling Uber, and Uber's like, "I'll go. I need the money." Exactly. So today, so today, uh, the left and the angry, angry liberals are saying boycott Uber. Oh, because that won't make every Uber driver uh, vote Republican. Like, right? Like, why you know punish? What? Why punish Uber drivers? Like, why? Oh, I'm working hard. I'm trying to feed my family. Which party loves me the most? Oh, well, it's not the Democrats because they're literally smacking the food out of your hand. Well, here's a big secret that it's probably okay to tell now since these people can't be identified. Um, I went to the Republican National Convention. I used Uber to go back and forth to and from the convention. Right. With, you know, for several days, several times a day. Without fail, every single Uber driver was voting Republican. Oh, because <laughs> like the Uber people money. are already with us. <laughs> well, yeah, they. I'm sorry, but like every time I, I used to take Uber a lot in Texas, and uh, and a lot of a lot of those guys were cab drivers. Mm -hmm. They're like, I drive a cab, and then uh, when I'm not doing that, I'll drive Uber. I like I make a little bit more money on Uber. It's a little bit easier. Ba 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 ba. Whatever. I just it, – it makes me sad. It you know makes what me it, sad. If the cab drivers in New York want to go on strike and stop their busy, busy schedules to protest some bullshit that doesn't even need protesting, don't be surprised when the competition shows up uh, and says, yeah, I'll take those fares. I think almost in some respects 
this is like deliberate on the part of the Trump administration because they are giving these whack jobs on the far left. And I'm sorry, if you are far left progressive and you actually listen to Joanne Reed and Sally Cohn and think they make sense, you're beyond help. Yeah. They are giving them so many targets that even with the outrage machine they have built over the last eight years, they can't hit them all. Yeah, like it's nothing fantastic. they attempt to do is going to be impactful enough to make a difference because they're training their fire on too many different targets. Yeah, too many targets. Mm-hmm. Trump is just moving too too fast. I don't know how long he'll be able to keep up this breakneck uh, pace, but for right now, it's it's working out well. And uh, oh, just really quickly before we get into Michael Topias, how about that uh, that Secret Service girl? Oh, she who's just like, needs to be fired. Like. She's on administrative leave or something. She's still getting paid, but like you, it's like that. It's like that meme on on Twitter. You had one job. Yeah, it, right. If like, it, I, I'm sorry, but when you sign up for the Secret Service, you don't get to say, "Well, I don't like this president, so I guess I won't defend yeah, no, him or don't. her with my life." I mean, Dan Bongino is a raging conservative. If he was on Obama's staff, he would have protected Obama. That's just what you do. That's the gig, man. Mm-hmm. Did we learn nothing from that Clint Eastwood movie? Uh, what else did I want to get into? I think we – oh, the voter fraud thing. That's the other hilarious one that I can't wait to talk about on the TV show. They're like, the Russians hacked the election. The Russians hacked the election. And then Trump goes, well, uh, let's see how many fraudulent votes there were. Let's look into voter fraud. And they're like, well, there is no voter fraud. There's no, there's no such thing. So then how did Russia hack the election? I think that's <laughs> – Right? If they right? Yeah. That well, I for like up. last week, and I didn't keep it up over the weekend. There was so so much just so many squirrels just being thrown out there that meant nothing with him writing executive orders <laughs> under the radar. I would literally yeah. type, "Well, today's squirrel is," and it would take you like ten minutes to find it on Twitter. What yeah. is everybody at the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN? What are they all outraged about? Oh, that's today's squirrel. <laughs> oh, the, the look at this. Look at this. Here's something you've never seen at the White House. He's got a diet soda on the desk. Like what? What? Like what? the New York Times. You didn't see that picture? No. The New York Times. Here's Donald Trump working. Hmm. There's something you don't see. And it was like a picture. There was a Diet Coke on the desk, like in a glass. It wasn't even like the can. It's like, really? Like, you're going to waste your your valuable time with this? And then the other one they had out there is like, oh, here's Donald Trump working. Notice how there's no pictures of his wife or his family on the desk. What does that have to do with anything? Like, what what is that? And that's why I think more and more people are, are like waking up to like, that's just you with some crazy narrative trying to like, what, he's evil? Like what, why? Why did you take the time to, like someone wrote that. Like someone literally took that picture and went, ooh, ooh, are we ready for Michael Topias? I need you, after ooh, ooh, I need you to repeat because you blanked out. After ooh, ooh, what? Went, it's like someone was ooh, ooh. Oh, Okay. Ooh, ooh, I know what I'll write about. Yeah, let's spend a lot of valuable time on this. Let's let's show America this. What the heck? All, all she right. did all she did was offend you as a, you know, significant fan of the gray lady. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, so we gotta do some Michael Topias and wrap this puppy up. Yes, we I, do. I got a I got a couple of zingers uh in the chamber, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go first. Now, for our listeners, here's how Mycotopia works. Uh, there's a lot of crazy rules and regulations in the regular world. Well, we don't have those in Mycotopia because we have our own rules that make sense. So here with this week's Mycotopia, let's fire it up with the Liberty Gypsy. In Mycotopia, if you are the president of the United States, you refuse – or president of Mycotopia, I guess it would be. Sure. Sure. You would refuse to sign any bill that dealt with more than one issue. So one issue, one bill. No writers, no nothing. I am so behind that. I couldn't be behind it anymore. I couldn't be behind it anymore. It's always disgusting. We're like, okay, we want to pass this law uh, to make sure that poison is not getting into America's rivers. Well, hold up. I can't vote for that appropriate. I can't vote for that unless you put on, we need iPhone covers made out of bing, bang, boom. And if you got the table leg quandary of the bing, bang, bang, it drives me nuts. I love it. One bill, one issue. I would love now that we have a CEO as president, if he would just do that, I swear to God, I, I, 
I would have to give him total props. Um, and most CEOs like that. Tell me what this is about. And they want to hear about one thing. Yep. No <laughs> so, riders. No, no riders. riders. In Michael Topia, if your own citizens need $221 million so they can have fresh drinking water come out of the tap, you don't give $221 million to the Palestinians. Obama, like as he's walking out the door, tries to chuck $220 million to the Palestinians, while the people of Flint, Michigan need $221 million bucks so they can have some pipes so they can get the lead out of their water. That's an outrage. That's an out. I can't believe people aren't in arms about it. But Obama did it. Right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right? Okay. You got another one? In Michaeltopia, you are not allowed to play cards against humanity with your children. Yeah. I, I, I'm in agreement there. <laughs> I'm in agreement. I haven't even played this game, and it sounds like it could get really, it could go really south really fast. Well, part of the problem is you find out exactly what your kids know at a certain age, and you're like, damn. <laughs> right? And then, yeah, and then you have to kind of play stupid. Like, I've never heard of anal bleaching. <laughs> what in the world? What are they doing back there? Oh, Why when we're never... at this, when, when we go to this conference at DC, I am bringing the box, and it, yeah, several of the Loftus Party members will be playing the game. It's too funny. Uh, it's too funny. People have got to get rid of the of the the sticks. Get rid of the sticks, America. Okay, uh, here's mine. In Michaeltopia, you're not allowed to cherry pick quotes, no matter which side of the aisle you're on. It drove me crazy when they did it to Donald Trump, and it's doing it. It's driving me crazy when they're doing it to Madonna right now. Right? Like yep. they they cherry pick the quote to make it look, sound like Donald Trump said all Mexicans are rapists. Now Madonna said something. She goes, "I've thought about blowing up the White House, and I realized that wouldn't help anything." Uh, th that's how bad it is. I don't even know the rest of the quote. I know the 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 tone of it. She's like, "I've thought about blowing up the White House, but I know that's not going to help anything." So that's what she said. That violence is not the answer. And to make it sound like Madonna's out there going, we should blow up the White House, you should be ashamed. Everybody who's cherry-picked that quote should be ashamed. But if you're the young lady on Twitter who tweeted today, the assassination is taking too long, you should be worried. Oh, you should be very worried. Very yeah, worried. You should be very worried. And yep. speaking of Twitter, uh, Flipside Loftus is the uh, Twitter account of of the show and it's where all the fun is happening that's that's ground zero for for all the fun i keep noticing right-wing people are disappearing it's still happening and it's very very i know twitter's a private company and i know evidently freedom of speech doesn't apply there and i know the same thing with facebook but the voice of the right is disappearing and it's it's methodical and it's frightening dun 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 I don't know. I've survived for three years, and I have an awfully big mouth. Well, hey, listen, I'm 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 all for freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to say some stupid crap and you're on the left, that's fantastic. If you're on the right and you want to say some stupid crap, that's fantastic. As long as you're like not inciting violence or like fire in a movie theater. But you just it, it seems to me, and you know, and and you'll hear a lot of uh, you know people. Well, these these are like white supremacists and blah 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 blah. I don't care. They should be well, protected. Their speech. Here's the great thing about people like that. The more they talk, the dumber they sound. Oh, my gosh. And has everybody forgotten the power of ignoring people? Like, it always, like, people do this, and I know we're going long, and I apologize, and blah, blah, blah. However, like, I remember the, the, the Klan, when I was a kid, the Klan used to go to... Uh, Columbus, Ohio, and they'd have a big rally on the state house lawn. And you know, when I was in college, we felt let's go and make fun of them. Let's go and dra dra dra. And I went, you know, to to like be an anti clang. And then I realized all we're doing is just drawing attention. Just if, hold a rally and nobody shows up, or hold hold that that's the ultimate. Let well, let them have their rally. Just don't show up. Well, that's because you have common sense and you're not, not trying to purport a narrative. The reason the left likes to shine a light on these people is because they like to associate them with the right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. And that's, uh, yeah, it's uh, hilarious. Oh, I, I just want to leave. I, I had the most fun on Twitter yesterday. Sometimes, some days Twitter is more fun than other days. But like uh, uh, John Fuselgang, 
uh, a buddy of mine. He's a big, big time uh, uh, lefty. When the when the quote unquote Muslim ban went in effect, he was like, uh, he tweeted this thing like, uh, Jesus showed up at Terminal Four, and because he had dark skin and didn't speak English and was from the Middle East, he was turned away. And it was like all supposed to be like dramatic and thoughtful. And I had like five answer tweets that had me like I was crying, I was laughing so hard. And I'm like, I hope I hope he was headed to Israel because he's a Jew, and they're not gonna let him land <laughs> anywhere else. And then like, then then another one's like, then Jesus got bummed out because they made him recheck his bag, and Jesus had to pay twenty five more dollars. Oh my god! And I'm like, Jesus was asked to move to a middle seat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus patiently waited for his diet coke. He's like, this is taking too long. It was it was hilarious. It was oh my hilarious. god! I have to go back and look for those because those will make me laugh. You think John oh, will block you for those? Uh, no, what? I, I and I even said, like in the middle of it, I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm like, John is a is a buddy of mine, and I know the point he's trying to make. I'm just having some fun now. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and I'm like, Jesus sat in the middle seat waiting for his diet coke. This is taking too long. Not cool, thought Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so funny. All right, we had a great show. This is a great time. Big news coming up in in the future. We got new flipside tapings going on at Hermosa Beach. I'm gonna be doing some stand up in New York. Uh, other wonderful things are happening. We'll get you caught up to speed. Hopefully, more next week. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So have a great week, America. Remember, there's no such thing as a Muslim ban. I'm Michael Loftus. That's the Liberty Gypsy. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>